after the resurrection. Then Jesus himself stood among the disciples and he said to them, peace be with you. They were startled, terrified. They thought they were seeing a ghost. Jesus said to them, why are you frightened? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy, the disciples were disbelieving and still wondering, Jesus said to them, have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, these are the words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That the Son of Man must be crucified and everything written about me and the law, the prophets, Moses and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understanding the scriptures. And he said, thus it is written, the Son of Man, the Messiah must suffer and be raised from the dead on the third day. And repentance and the forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. It's been a while, but I've had stitches three times in my life. Every incident and accident happened by the time I was in the third grade. The first was right smack dab in the middle of my forehead. I had been bouncing on the bed with my brother and the neighbors bounced a little too high off the bed and cracked my head open on the desk next to the bed. The second time I think it was the second time, um, was in the driveway of the church parsonage in winter when Alan Hines pushed me on the ice. I split my chin open there. The third time was on a road trip with my grandmother. My parents weren't with us for some reason. And I slipped and fell off the steps of some rickety, rusty metal swing set and sliced my eye open here and had to get stitches in a foreign town. As a kid, those stories were fun to tell once the healing came, right? After the doctor visits and the stitches and the healing and whatnot, the scars were little badges of honor, I think, for a kid. Funny stories went with them. They don't amount to much now, the scars or the stories, you can't really see them. But at the time, there weren't many third graders that I knew that had been so prolifically sewed up. And my friends, the neighbors, my brother, my parents, my grandmother, Alan Hines, wherever you are, were all witnesses to my wounds. And so I thought about Jesus this morning, who was big on showing off his wounds, too. Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I, myself, he said. 
And he said the Messiah is to suffer and to be raised from the dead on the third day and repentance and the forgiveness of sins in his name was to be proclaimed to all the nations. And you are witnesses to these things, he told them. Ugh, with the witnesses. Haven't we heard enough from and about witnesses these days? Witnesses in the courtroom, witnesses in the streets, witnesses inside that school in Knoxville or near that alley in Chicago or outside in the parking lot or inside the FedEx building right around the corner. Eyewitnesses, expert witnesses, character witnesses to all sorts of sadness and struggle and death and despair. Who wants to be a witness? So even though this world does its best to make it so hard, I want to wonder with all of you, with whatever of Easter's joy we can still muster today, what it means that Jesus would call us to be witnesses on the other side of his empty tomb. Witnesses to a Messiah that suffered and was raised from the dead on the third day. Witnesses to the fact that Jesus got up from the grave, showed up for his friends, ate some broiled fish in their presence just to prove that it was him, and reminded them about their call and invitation to be witnesses. What does that mean exactly? To be a witness for Jesus. Those first disciples had a lot to tell not unlike some of the witnesses I just referred to. The disciples had witnessed a murder. A friend had died. A son had been executed. An injustice had been perpetrated. So much pain and fear and frustration and anger and despair were a part of all they'd seen, all they'd heard, all they'd shared, everything they'd witnessed so they had a story to tell. And I think it's so meaningful and so deliberate that Jesus starts with his hands and his feet. Jesus uses the wounds of his crucified body after it had been raised from the dead differently than I did with my wounds as a kid. I don't get the impression he was proud of his wounds or wore them as a badge of honor or that he enjoyed the story that those wounds had to tell necessarily. Remember last week when Jesus showed up for most of the disciples and then to Thomas? The holes in his hands and the wounds on his side were evidence of his identity. Today, The same is true for the disciples who saw him. The holes in his hands and the ones in his feet were proof that he was indeed Jesus, their friend, their Messiah, their rabbi, the one who'd been crucified, the one who died, the one who'd been buried, and the one who had eaten some broiled fish in their presence just to prove he wasn't a ghost. 
But I got to thinking that Jesus' wounds today are more than just evidence of his identity, more even than proof of life. I think in showing his wounds, in revealing where he had been hurt and how he had suffered and the ways he had struggled so mightily, Jesus was showing his disciples and all of us what it means to be witnesses. The Messiah is to suffer, to rise on the third day. Repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all the nations. You are witnesses to these things. See, we are witnesses, you and I, not just to the resurrection and not just to the forgiveness, not just to the good news, not just to the joy of Easter, But we're witnesses, too, to the suffering and to the hard work of repentance and to the struggle of it all. And I wonder if being a witness like Jesus invites us to be today means showing off our scars some. Revealing our own wounds a bit. Not hiding the broken pieces of ourselves from each other or from this world that has them, too. The wounds. That's hard, terrifying. It takes courage and vulnerability and no small measure of faith. I'm not sure what it means for me. I don't know what it means for you because the wounds that hurt now are deeper and harder to show off than the stitches that scared me and scarred me when I was a kid. Broken bones are like sticks and stones, as they say, compared to the broken hearts that burden us these days, don't you think? Our grief is a wound that is hard to lay bare. Fears that keep us up at night are not always something we want to give voice to. The sins we confess and long to have forgiven are not easily proclaimed. The scars of whatever shame we carry are not readily revealed. We keep them hidden very well. But I think that might be precisely why Jesus leads with his wounds. Look at my hands and see my feet. Touch me and know. I think maybe Jesus leads with his wounds boldly and bravely and by example so that we might too. As we try to bear witness to just what God is up to in our lives and for the sake of the world. I pray those families that are still reeling from what was lost at FedEx on Thursday in our city will settle into some measure of hope when any one of the thousands of families in our country who know that kind of pain reach out to them with their own broken hearts. I've seen and heard already how the family of Dante Wright has already been void 
by the broken but common ground they share with the family of George Floyd in Minnesota. Parents who've survived the loss of a child are a beacon for those who are new to that grief. Those who've endured a divorce and loved well again after it are a light for those stumbling down that familiar road. When someone comes out of the closet and finds their self and thrives, someone still hiding is encouraged that maybe they could do the same. Those who've been hurt by the church or who doubt their faith to the point of despair but have managed to keep it have a gift to offer others in that same boat. We have, each of us, suffered and are suffering. We have been frightened or we are afraid still now. We've grieved mightily, many of us, or are grieving still now in ways that someone out there in the world would be blessed to know about. See these wounds? You are witnesses to these things. I'll show you mine, Jesus seems to be saying, if you'll show each other yours. Jesus knew what he wants us to share. That God does God's best work with the wounded, broken, hurting, fearful, desperate parts of our lives in this world. God takes all of it and redeems it. God takes all of that and forgives it. God takes all of it and breathes new life into it. God takes all of it and heals and comforts and loves all of it into wholeness and justice and hope and peace. And so he calls us to be witnesses, you and me. Brave and bold and faithful and persistent as Jesus was. Witnesses. Leading with our own wounds to show that what is broken can be made whole. Bearing witness to what is hurting, but that can be and will be comforted. Bearing witness to what is sinful, but will be forgiven. Bearing witness to what is dead even, but will be raised to new life in his name. Amen.